man, barbershop mentality, uh, football division, man, football and bullshit. Probably have to change that name because we ain't trademarked nothing. Um, I'm a little jaded right now. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. You should. I don't feel bad, but I feel like I'm slightly irritated with three people, but I'll get to that. We, I'm happy college football is back. I, I, it felt good to see fans in the stands going crazy, giving COVID to each other. It, it felt good. It felt real good. What, what do you think? You know, uh, first off, I want to I want to address you because men- mental health, physical health, is always important to me, my brother. You say okay. you feel good. I just want. This is the real question. You know, I, the real. How you feeling? I'm, I, I'm optimistic. I don't right, feel, right, right. I don't feel, see, it's certain clips and games that just, like, just, like, puts me in a bad place. I think uh, the last time I felt bad was, like, 2017, Alabama kicked our ass. <laughs> I felt bad. I felt like uh, when we played LSU, I knew we wasn't going to fucking win that game. <laughs> I knew we wasn't going to fucking win that game. I just didn't want to go out like a hoe. And I felt like Trevor Lawrence went out like a hoe. When we lost to Ohio State last year, I didn't want to lose to Ohio State last year. I didn't want to play Ohio State because I already knew what was fucking coming. So I, I, I felt, I, I just, I felt lowly when we lost to Notre Dame. I, I didn't feel that bad because I know we didn't have half the team. I was just like, okay. Last night when we lost to Georgia. Do you just want to leave? Do you just want to leave with Clemson and we, Georgia? Just yeah, to... yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just start out from the gate there, okay. uh, and, and we is Clemson. I'm glad you clarified that. You know, uh, you know what that feeling is, my brother. Like you what just, is... you just went off all those losses, right? Went off all those losses. Yes. But last night was a different feeling for Clemson fans, right? Yes. Because yes. y'all have never really had a problem. I mean, I guess Trevor had some issues. Um, Against uh, against Ohio State, y'all never really had a problem offensively, and it's no. never really looked like that offensively. And year after year after year, the last y'all have time been accustomed we've had to have bad mm-hmm. offensive year was 2014. I was gonna say right after Taj Boyd, right? Yes, that's like that, that. Yes. So so that that I think that's what Clemson fans have found because it didn't look like y'all are used. to to looking like on offense yes. and and it's usually not like that because it the pass offs usually are pretty seamless i think what was it from taj boyd to uh to watson to, to watson watson to kelly, to kelly, kelly bryant, bryant to kelly bryant to trevor, to trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. yeah and and dj came in highly talented five-star quarterback yes. best quarterback in the class um and I think y'all were just you y'all were used to seeing, you know, dominance at the quarterback because it still looked a little bit different. And I get it, but at the same time, let's give Georgia their props. You gotta give, give Georgia, Georgia their props. Let's give Georgia their props because I mean, defensively, you can't you can't pitch a better game to a, a, a top five team the yes. way Georgia did. So yes. Georgia played the behind off on defense. The offense, I will say this. Offensively, 
Yeah, I can see a slip up somewhere. I can see a slip up against Florida. If they don't, you know, they don't take that at, don't tighten that up. I can see a little slip up against Florida, but you know, defensively, man, they came to play last night. They came, they really came to play, and that was that was everyone's concern, right? I remember, you know, we 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 had some reports from the Clemson blogs. They was they were saying there was a, a sight in the too many too many uh. uh too many white people on the defense, and they would say, "Remember, the Clemson defense played last night." Yes, Clemson's defense played last night. That was a defensive battle, and um, I don't think y'all have too much to too much to be sad about. You know, now when we get to college football playoffs, now these old ghosts reemerge. We don't have some growth during the season, but you know, you can't you can't say Clemson is over based on a game versus Georgia. No, uh, if, you, if you're saying that, then that just lets us know. You didn't pay attention to what Georgia was doing. I think uh, so. It, I've had time to think. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I got a lot of people coming at me. A lot of people I ain't thought were coming at me. I got Florida State fans coming at me saying we food. That's laughable. We got UNC <laughs> fans coming back at me, even though they lost. I got Gamecock fans coming at me saying it's over. Alabama fans. He's gonna get that regardless, though. Gamecock fans are gonna give that to you regardless. It's that's, okay. that's not it's good. All right, that's it's okay. Good. Niggas gonna have to see us. At the end of the day, everybody can't do what you're gonna do. Okay, niggas gonna have to see us. All right. So I'm, I'm just let, I'm letting everybody get this shit off. I need that same energy. I need that same energy as we proceed through the season. I have, I, I had, you know, I like to, I don't like to make statements until I sleep, I sleep over a statement, and then I cut like to go wake up with a clearer mind. I blamed three people last night. Give it to me. Three people. I blame DJ. And the reason I blame DJ is because while DJ played two games last year and threw for 400 yards, he had no pressure. You're the man now. You are the man. You going into the shit. You cannot get rattled i saw three quarters of rattled shook as much as people want to blame the offensive line is the offensive line got the ass whooped sometimes but dj did the motherfuckers no favors dj did the motherfuckers some favor out of seven sacks by four of the motherfuckers on dj mm-hmm. to be fair four of those motherfuckers on dj dj could have it was a couple of times last night dj could have tucked and fucking ran Last night, and I don't think he's a a, a, a wiggle guy, but God damn it, you got to get the fuck up out of there. That Georgia was sitting in a fucking house, so I'm upset with DJ because I thought, you know, in the past when we go through these clips and quarterbacks from Taj Boyd to Kelly Bryant to Deshaun Watson to even Trevor Lawrence, when the shit sometimes get tight, I gotta make some shit shake. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fucking run. I gotta do something. I, I gotta, I gotta fix this shit. And I didn't see that last night into the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, now it's slowed the fuck down. That that can't happen moving forward. So I, I got to give DJ his credit. He played like shit last night. The second one, I got to go at Tony Elliott. All last <laughs> year, people told me, and, and here's the thing about Clemson fans. Clemson fans, we talk. We talk amongst ourselves in-house. Then we go out to the world and we do our thing. But we have conversations in-house. And, you know, the thing with Tony Elliott, Tony Elliott didn't coach in the ball game. I heard a lot of people outside tell me Dabo going to lose Tony Elliott because of you know, how Dabo was going with the Black Lives Matter shit. 
Dabo's gonna lose Tony Elliott, and the program's gonna fall out. Tony Elliott did not coach in that bowl game against Ohio State. By God, you back. You trying to get head coaching jobs. Why the fuck are we – if you see this pass rush is ferocious, we could have went back to the draws. We didn't have no screens lined up. We didn't move DJ out the pocket. We kept doing the same shit over and over. And then when we did run the ball, the, the, our best run was a 10-yard run from a running back that didn't play into the fourth quarter because of team issues. Like, I, I get that, but you got to make adjustments. And I saw tiny adjustments, but the sense of urgency in the fourth quarter, I need that in the first. So I, I got to hold Tony Elliott to that. I, I got to see more because you're the next guy that's supposed to be getting all these head coaching offers and gigs. And, like, bro, like, you know how I feel about black coaches, bro. You know mm-hmm. how I feel about black coaches. Like, bro, I need you, I need you to pick this shit up. And finally, I got to give it, I got to get on Dabble fucking sweep. And the reason I got to get on Dabble fucking sweep is because you're going to have to make some uncomfortable decisions after this season. I saw a stat this morning that said Clemson has lost four of the five last big games. I said, you got damn right. We did. LSU, we just didn't have the we – were, no, we're not beating LSU. I knew that. I didn't want to play LSU. Boom. We beat uh, – we lost to Notre Dame. Half the team was out. Hey, in the past, a Clemson team figures that shit out. Okay, whatever. We got our face back for Notre Dame. Ohio State wanted us. They were targeting us. They wanted us, and they smoked our fucking boots, right? And then last night, you know what you're dealing with. And it's certain personnel decisions. It's certain, it's, it, I, I like Will Shipley. He's a highly tight back. But Will Shipley should not be in a game over Lynn J. fucking Dixon, who broke a 10-yard run. If you're going to put a fucking freshman in there at fucking guard, you better leave his ass there. We're going to ride with him. We need to put the best players on the field. I don't give a shit if he's been there for four years. I don't give a shit if he's... Uh, worked his ass off like the best players on the field we need to make some coaching changes the biggest thing Clemson needs right now we need an offensive analyst we need somebody that's that, that didn't play for Clemson that didn't play for fucking Dabo that could come in uh, with a fucking fire coach could come in offensive of mind and come in and say okay I see what we do we need to do this and the reason that is because Clemson offense has not looked the same since 2018. And that's when we lost Jeff Scott to South Florida. That's the last time the offense looked good. Honestly, that's the last time. The in big games. In big games. In big games. That's the last time. Not tw- the 2019, 2019 against. Ohio State looked kind of shaky, too. But that's the last time the offense looked like that. Brett Venables is who he is. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to blitz a lot. But you know what? Brett Venables took his fucking lumps, and he came back this fucking season, and he said, you know what? I'm here. Defensively, Clemson's going to be all right. I still think we're going to make the playoffs, but Dabo got to go into the transfer portal. Just because you gave him nigga a scholarship don't mean nothing. You got people going to fucking leave. It is what it is. People are going to fucking leave. People are going to get up happy. We need to go into the transfer portal. 
We need an office analyst. We have got to keep up with college football because I don't feel like Clemson is falling off. I don't feel that way, but I feel like we're getting a little bit stagnant and we have to act now to, to stay on top because my realistic, the, the problem with Clemson fans right now, some is it's, it's two Clemson fans. It's the unrealistic ones that you hate. And then it's the ones that, okay, he's making sense. I try to follow my way. I have a little Clemson bias, but I try to be fair. I think that Clemson is going to always remain a top program as long as Clemson, as long as Dabo Sweetie there. And a top program is 10, 11 win seasons, may make the playoffs every other fucking year, always in the conversation, right? But if you want to get back to that natty and win that natty, you're going to have to make some changes. It's simple as that. Fact. And uh, I'm not going to go over what you just went over because that, that was expert analysis. I'm not going to trample on that. What I will say to the – you made a key point at the end that you don't believe Clemson's falling off. I personally also don't believe that Clemson is falling off. I believe everyone else is catching up, and I believe it is because of the transfer portal. Yes. I was watching Penn State, Wisconsin yesterday, and I seen a running back that was a Clemson transfer. Two yes. years ago, you wouldn't have that. That kid would still be on Clemson because he'd be scared to transfer because he didn't want to have to sit or miss time. A player was playing fucking corner for Georgia last night. Right. So you wouldn't see that. So now all these other teams are able to collect the talent that would usually just sit on you know, some of the top programs rosters. They're able to move freely without that fear of having mm-hmm. to miss games or give up a season of eligibility. So yep. the transfer portal, as much as, you know, as much as us high school parents hate it because it's messing up the numbers for scholarships for incoming players, the transfer portal is bringing a lot of parity to college football. And I think that's what we're seeing with all yes. these. I mean, there was some upsets throughout college football or some closer games than usual throughout college football yesterday. And my personal feeling is that the transfer portal has brought the bottom up and Clemson, I mean, Georgia was going to, Georgia was going to do that regardless. Georgia was priming itself for that. They did add some transfers and, um, you know, that was going to be the game regardless, but for the rest of college football and specifically for that game, parody, parody, that's what Clemson's got to fight against now. Y'all still the big boys on the block in the ACC, but that block, Got the, the, the for sale signs is turning into sold signs. People moving yeah, that's in. True. That's fair. That's fair. I, you, I, I, it ain't UNC though. It's not UNC and FSU though. It's not them. They're not moving in yet. But no, you know, no, no, no. That they, they're not. Hey, let's talk about UNC. Your, your boy what, called. What, it. What, did your boy not quick, call? It? Did your boy not quick, call? Before it? we go, you did. You did. But before we move on, just to just to kind of tra- travel back, we did have mm-hmm. college picks. And you know, for Clemson, for Clemson, Georgia, that's my L. You, you took Clemson, and I took, and I Clemson. took Georgia. So you yes. know that that's this one up. I'm one up right now. Okay. But, um, I think I, I think I, I think I got cooked this week. I think I got cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I got packed up a little bit. But go, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but no, I just want just for the record, you know. I picked Wisconsin game, too, didn't I? You did, you did. Damn, and I took Penn State. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But you know what? Wait, let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, where you was going. UNC, and Virginia Tech. We both took L's on this pick. 
we both we both went with Mac, and Mac we trusted, and then Mac we busted. Um, and, and I but I did say I wouldn't be shocked if the motherfucker lost that game. <laughs> you absolutely did. You absolutely did. Okay. I think um, obviously Virginia Tech was ready. Virginia Tech was ready. Um, Sam Howell did not perform well. And I didn't say this on air, but I said this in private conversation. We're going to see what Sam Howell looks like with expectations now, with, with, with the pressure of being the number two, potentially number one quarterback in this class. That, that's um, fair. In fairness, Spencer Rattler didn't look great either yesterday, but his team no won. Top, no top pick. Look good yesterday. Stringley, Derek Stringley from LSU, they said he was getting smoked last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, and I watched that game in its entirety. Um, Stingley had some issues, um, but UCLA, you know, UCLA took advantage of LSU's defense. Um, everyone's talking about Stingley Jr. I want to talk about Elias Ricks, but that's another conversation because I think that's the best corner on that team, even though Derek Stingley's getting all the love. Elias Ricks showed his ass off yesterday in that UCLA okay. LSU game. So, um, but back to UNC Virginia Tech, I just think, you know, and this is this is your take, so I'm not going to take it from you. I think Matt Brown's coaching is coming into question. And yes. at that point, I will set the table for you and let you take it yes. away because I believe that is your take. I have been saying this for two years. Is the game that UNC fan? I'm gonna tell you the game that put the better in it back was when we, they almost beat us. But you know how? But you know what happened in that fucking game? We made a fucking play, and they did that the fucking end. You know why? Because Mac Jim Brown has been not making good in-game decisions because I don't believe that he's coaching. I don't believe that he's coaching. I believe Mac Brown. I, this a birdie told me this. Mac Brown is just a face. He's shaking hands. He's kissing babies. He's getting the talent in there. He's not necessarily making them damn decisions. And it shows when UNC loses to Florida State and UNC loses to a Virginia, UNC loses to a Wake Forest. And as much as, you know, people want to harp on, well, you know, we just growing up. You, Sam, you got, you, you, Sam Howell been legit for them two years. Sam Howell has not won one big game. Name me the big game Sam Howell's won. He had an opportunity to win one against Notre Dame. And what happened? He got blown. He got his fucking boot smoked. Correct? That's correct. I think Sam Howell is dealing with expectations. I think UNC's office coordinator is the next guy to get a job. I think everything about UNC says we're next, but they... Mac Brown has an issue getting his players up for games. When they're supposed to beat somebody, they're going to show up. When I saw, I saw that whole UNC game. I saw seventy-five percent of that fucking game. Do you know what the biggest issue was? It wasn't Sam Howell. It was the fact that UNC defense could not fucking tackle. They could not fucking tackle. They could just flat out couldn't fucking tackle. They were, they were motherfuckers was, was breaking four or five goddamn tackles going up that damn field. Sam Howell was not given the ball to say, all right, you're the guy, figure this shit out. If you look at the last pick that he threw, it was it was a sprint out 
throwback pass. Why are you – and I think that's after they broke like a 10-yard run. Why are you making Sam Howell do a spread-out throwback pass when he can just either A, hand the ball off again, or B, put him back and let him fucking find somebody downfield. Don't move him out the pocket. Put that game in the hand. And then before that, before that, the time was ticking and Mac Brown had three timeouts. Stop the fucking clock. Call the fucking play. I have the answer for that question. Uh The answer for that question as to why they were making the decisions that they're making on offense is simple. It's simple. What was all the media hype around UNC this year? This is the year Sam Howell takes off. Sam Howell, Heisman candidate. Sam Howell, Heisman hopeful. Sam Howell, potential Heisman favorite. You remember remember back in the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks? You remember when, uh, you know, leading up to that, it was, you know, the media hates Marshawn Lentz. Russell Wilson's on his way. Da-da this, da-da that. And you remember the big controversy is they decided to throw the ball instead of yep. hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. And that was kind of regarded as the passing of the torch to Russell Wilson because they wanted Russell to become the face of, of the franchise. I think we, I think we're running into that in USC. I think they were smelling the shit a little bit too much. They wanted Sam Howell to succeed. Uh, let's get Sam this Heisman. Let's do it for UNC. We can get Sam this Heisman. Now we can lock the block down. Yeah, and it backfired. That's why Sam had three interceptions, forcing the ball. Um, game plan. They the, the game plan looked like it was game plan for Sam to throw for three hundred. So, I mean, that's my personal. I, think, I don't I have. Think, I don't think they gave Sam how the, they were trying to run the ball. I don't think they gave Sam how how the ball and said fucking win this shit. I think, I think, to, I think when they got the rhythm, but I feel like Sam Howell was just. I don't think he was pressing. I would just feel like this he's just running the game plan. Because they because it was just VTech kept shooting themselves in the foot. USC oh, game yeah. but it just kind of like it wasn't like here's Sam, let's fucking go cook. I don't, I didn't see that. I, I have to disagree. You know, if Sam Howell threw the picks, yes. But at the end of the day, if he's the guy, he's the most experienced person on your fucking offense. You gotta let him go out there and cook. Y'all gonna let him fool you the fucking game. I, I don't think he gave them anything to look at that said it's time to let Sam go cook. I mean, they, they were down the entire game. I I if I'm not mistaken, they were down the majority of the game. They were behind almost yes. the entire game. Yes. I think USC uh I don't I don't know who's gonna go to the coastal. I don't know who's going to the Coastal. I think the Coastal is going to be a little bit of a toss-up. Uh, it's not going to be as easy as uh, UNC thought, but I think UNC is going to come out there the next two games, and they're going to start smoking boots. Um, I, I, I think Miami got something for UNC because they want to fade, but we, we, we'll see. Um, let, let, let's, let's get this out the way. I mean, we made our picks. We're going to make some more picks. Let, let, but let's move forward. This is what we really came to podcast. I ain't going to lie. I've had a hard week, bro. It's been tough. You know, the Clemson shit, the Clemson shit stung. But, hey, shit stung like Monday last week. Nothing. 
nothing stung like that. I, I that's that's the worst I felt. You know how you say you mentally all right, mental mentally how you okay? Mentally, I've been just been going through the ringer all week long. It's been oh. tough. Cam Newton got released from New England Patriots. I, you know, you ever you ever just woke up and you ever just thought about damn, I wonder if the pass released him. Like, nah. Then you kind of see your phone, it's like, holy shit. It happened. I'm gonna let you go because you, you have a you have a little different feeling to instead of me, you know. I, I have a range of emotions, but I'm gonna let you cook, sir. So I'm torn on well, I'm not really torn. I know how I feel and I know how I should feel. But god damn it, how I feel. I, I am upset and I'm angry at Cam Newton. And right now, I don't care if he lives or dies. Football career-wise. <laughs> Football career-wise, I don't care if he lives or dies. I have a personal relationship with COVID-related, uh, COVID-related season-ending situation uh, in, in my personal life. Well, my son's football team was supposed to go to state, favorites to go to the state championship. We had a COVID outbreak. We had to forfeit the rest of our season, did not get to go to the playoffs and make a state championship run. Yes. From that moment forward, my thought about coronavirus has always been, if you want to get the vaccine, great. Get the vaccine. Do your part. Thank you. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. But do your part. Social distance. Wear your mask. Avoid mass gatherings. Do your part. Thank you. But when it comes to team sports, sacrifice is the biggest thing in team sports. So if you're going to play team sports and you're playing it in a pandemic, nine times out of ten, unless there is a health concern, a true health concern, not none of this fake bullshit religious shit that people are saying just because they don't want to get it, not none of this other, oh, I don't know what's in it, because blah, blah, whatever, this, that, and the third. Unless there is a true health concern, nine times out of ten, if you're a team player in a team sport, you should be vaccinated. Yes. That showed its face in the Cam Newton situation. Me, how I feel personally, Matt Jones did his thing all through Cam. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what a young player was supposed to do. Yes. Cam Newton, for the most part, did his part. He played well like a veteran. You have mixed reports out of, you know, Patriots camp. By all accounts, Cam Newton played just as well as Mac Jones. And yes. just as well, if not better, than Mac Jones, right? And yes. if you want to knock Cam and say, hey, Cam, that's your fault because you're the veteran, you're the, you're the former MVP, you're a former rookie of the year, you should have done more than enough to separate yourself from Mac Jones. I get it, yeah. and I accept that argument. But at the same time, Cam Newton did not perform poorly, right? Matt Jones was just ready in there. Yes. Personally, I believe Cam Newton lost his job because when he when he could not come back to practice because of those COVID protocols, Matt Jones got to run it unabated. And they saw something in that practice for Matt Jones in, in that Giants practice where he did more than enough to make them feel comfortable that, hey, if Cam's not here – we can still make shit shake. Yes. So in that time that Cam was away from the team, I think it was just three practices, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
He was away. He came back on Thursday and they said it was Mac Jones' worst can, practice. Can I say Sam this? was standing there. Can yep. I say this? Can I say this? I agree with all that. Do you know what my issue comes at? In I don't like Talk the narratives like of the racist, like Rob Nikovich that says Mac Jones, Mac Brown, Mac Jones was teaching Cam the playbook. They were running a high school offense in the NFL because he didn't know the playbook. Uh he, he the music. He can't listen to music. He's not focused. Shut the fuck up with that dumb yeah, shit. That's, yeah, we're not we're not there on that bullshit. We're not there on that we're bullshit. We're not there. We're not there on that bullshit. Proceed, like just proceed. let just, just it, it, right to that point. It is what it is. He lost the job because he was not available to yes. protect his job for three yes. days. For three days, he was not there to protect his job. So, yes. me personally, I feel like because of his personal choice not to be vaccinated, obviously, we don't. We he has never said his vaccination status, but based on what he had to do to separate from the team and quarantine and go through the protocols, it would lead us to believe that he is not vaccinated. Yes. Because of that decision, he lost practice time. He lost availability. Matt Jones bossed up in those practices and showed that he was more than capable of manning the ship on his own. And then uh, additionally, I think that it came down to an availability thing. Let's say this happens in week five. Cam, you're not here. Because you chose not to get vaccinated. Sorry, buddy. We got to let you go. Now, they can't come out and say that. They cut him because he's not vaccinated. But we've been we've been seeing the vibes throughout the league. Like, teams are pressing their players to be vaccinated because they don't want them to be unavailable due to the bullshit. So, for those reasons and those reasons alone, because Cam shows to be a COVID, whatever, he thinks this the Tuskegee experiment. They're trying to kill black people. I don't know what the reason for not being vaccinated was in this team setting. But because of those reasons, I have a hard, hard, hard heart to Cam Newton. I don't feel bad. He made the choice. It's not like he didn't play well and lost his job. He he played well. Somebody else just bossed up around him. Sorry, Cam. I I agree. I also think um, I think I take it a step further, and I and I'm gonna pick it back off what you said. You, even though you are the vet, you know, and you did not separate yourself, you you made it a quarterback competition. When we got in preseason, you gotta punch that bitch in. Because at the end of the day, what uh, what I, I I heard something I don't know if it was on ESPN, if it was on Twitter, or it, I, I heard it from Shannon Sharp. You ever notice in the preseason, Cam would go out there for two or three drives, and then Mac would play like two two quarters. It it was to see like, okay, is this really it? And to the naked eye, it was just like, well, we're we doing this for you know, uh, we're just gonna get Max some reps. But it just gave Bill Belichick more and more time to evaluate. You know what you know. We don't need time to evaluate when you point when you're scoring damn touchdowns. You know, and when it just I, looks different. Yeah, it just looks different. Um, I understand why the Pats did what they had to do because you could not keep Cam as a backup because if Matt goes out there the first week against the Dolphins and throw three picks, 
niggas is going to start looking at Cam like, hell, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? You had to let him go. And, and I respect Belichick for releasing him because at least you didn't string him along. You let him go out there to try to find his market. I And just to be clear, not to interrupt yeah. you, but to be clear, when you say niggas would be calling for Cam, the fans wouldn't be calling for Cam. It's the players. No. The players yes. on the team would be looking at Bill like, yo, we got Cam here. Why are we still playing that? The fans don't give a damn about Cam. They wouldn't care whether he was there or not. Yes, that is true. They do not want Cam Newton in New England. They are the happy as hell Mac Jones is here. They will take whatever the fuck come with Mac Jones. You know what I mean? But I think uh, 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 this, this, I had, you know, as Cam Newton fans, we got to really, you know, I, I, Cam Newton, you know, I love Cam Newton, man. Cam Newton is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I have been through a lot supporting Cam Newton, like a lot. Like the only thing I've went through more shit with is Clemson. That is, that's, that's just Clemson and Cam Newton for me. That's who I've I went through a lot of shit with. And I ain't gonna lie, it's been tough being a Cam Newton fan in the last three years. It's been hard. It's it's been very hard. Just you know, the last you, three? Just the last three? Just the Man. last three. The last three, yeah. 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017 made the playoffs. Listen, 2011, he came 2010, he was scammed Newton, and we was defending him because whatever his dad did with the money, whether he took it or not, had nothing to do with camp, right? So then he yeah. comes in, he scammed Newton. 2011, pre-draft, we're questioning Cam's character based on a, a fake smile and some BS character yeah. development report that was written. 2011, we come in. He cognitively can't, he, he can't process information like Blaine, Blaine Gabbert. Facts, facts. 2011, he comes in and is breaking all the passing records that were yes. previously set by Hall of Famers. But yes. he can't pass. He's inaccurate. 2012, yeah. we're going through, you know, the growing pains and the woes. We can't beat San Francisco. Kaepernick is coming up. Cam is Cam is just not a winner. 2013, same thing. Can't beat San Francisco in the in the damn playoffs. Um, 2014, I believe we go eight and eight or seven seven eight and one or some shit like that. Got First a car round of the playoffs. Car at flipped the truck in front of the practice facility. Uh, 2015 came, and we finally got some relief. That motherfucker balled the 2015. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I I told you this shit. I said the the 2015 high of Camden was like no other drug I've ever fucking had in my life. That shit was amazing. That shit was exhilarating. And we've been looking for that hit for years. We've been chasing that high forever. We've never experienced a, such a high. We came crashing down that Super Bowl, and we just been just searching for. I, I got a pinch of it in 2017. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I got I got a jolt of it in my arm in 2017 and half of 2018. But I've been searching for that high for a long time. I'm never gonna get it back, ever. And, and that's a tough conversation. But 2015 Magic, 2016, uh. They did the, the, Panther shit. You know, they, you know the, the yeah, NFC yeah, South. They never, the never went back-to-back, you know, no back-to-back champions in the NFC South. Panther. We were the, bro, we won the division three years in a row. 
We won the division three years in a row. 2016, regular Panther organization getting in front of them. 2017, Panther organization getting in front of them. 2018, Cam gets hurt. He gets hit in the shoulder. 2019, foot injury. 2020, just COVID. COVID. Pets don't got shit. You know, whatever. Whatever. Okay, seven and nine, whatever. I think uh, as a Cam Newton fan, we have to realize that it's over. It's not going to happen again. What I personally, I I didn't want Cam to sign with the Patriots. I've said this on Twitter multiple times. Um, I didn't want to sign with the Patriots. I felt like it was a setup. Um, but he signed with it. I wanted Cam to go be a backup. And I wanted him to be a backup in a spot like um, Buffalo, a spot like Kansas City. Um, the reason why is I wanted him to get with an offensive coordinator that was the next up. And if I'm next up and I got this motherfucker cooking and I'm going to a bad situation, I might have to draft a quarterback or I might have to you know, get one eventually. I got this motherfucker with me. He knows what the fuck I'm trying to do and he can be my bridge. And I can either revitalize my career or I can fizzle out. But at least I'm going with somebody I'm familiar with. And that so you wanted to you wanted the Joe Brady in New Orleans. I got Teddy Bridgewater with me. Yes. We're, going to the, we're going to the Carolina. That's, Teddy, come on over here. Yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted that badly. I would. I, I think this year is the best year for Ken to be a backup. Because look at Jameis. Jameis went to New Orleans. But you know why Jameis went to New Orleans? Because Peyton saw Breeze in that playoff game and said, yo, this motherfucker is cooked. This motherfucker ain't got it right now. Let me go get this motherfucker right, Jameis. And as bad as he wanted to play Taysom Hill, he couldn't do it because he had a fucking quarterback right there in his fucking back pocket doing what he wanted to do because he's trying to win now. I think Cam needs to go to a contender that has a quarterback that's going to start, be the backup, don't go to no young situation, don't go to fucking Houston, don't do nothing like that. Go to a Green Bay. Or no, that's not gonna happen. But like a Green Bay, go to a Chicago, go to well not Chicago, go to a Kansas City, go to a Buffalo. Just sit back and chill, and then go from there. I don't. I, I, hell, if he can get in fucking Atlanta, the only reason Cam Newton Atlanta would not sign Cam Newton is because they know the fans want Matt Ryan gone. And if you bring in Cam Newton, it's going that to basically get basically you out of there. Yes, you that that gets it mighty uncomfortable for Matt Ryan in there. So that that's that's what I think Cam should do personally. I think uh, I, I I think it's a shame that. Well, let me say this: I think people are going to miss Cam when he's gone. When Cam Newton's out out of out of sight, out of mind, people are going to miss because here, here's the thing. The media has been talking about Cam for five days since he got released. I released quarterback. You know why? Because when you talk about Cam Newton and you 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 however you want to spin it, that shit gets clicks. Because you got people that are going to defend him. You got people that's going to bash him. But Cam Newton's not even on a fucking roster in the last five days they've been talking about Cam Newton. 
As soon as a quarterback go down, they're going to talk about Cam Newton. As soon as a motherfucker get COVID, they're going to talk about Cam Newton. As soon as a quarterback looks bad, they're going to talk about Cam Newton. You know why? Because the, the it's certain players that just keeps the lights off of certain media. I think certain fans, you know, I, I go back and I look at how they post old clips and say, damn, prime Cam Newton was that guy. You're going to miss Cam Newton when he's gone. I, I think he's a Hall I, Me personally, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Me personally. Maybe I got maybe I got hate in my heart, but I don't think Cam's a Hall of Famer. Maybe, maybe, you know, absence will make my heart grow fonder. But right now, I just, you know, I I football wise, if he lives or he dies, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm on, I'm on listen, I'm on the Lamar, I'm on the Teddy Bridgewater, I'm on to those guys. I'm yeah, on the Jameis. Yes, yes, I'm gonna support the black quarterbacks this year. Yes, I agree. I guess I, Russell's I, in there. I guess Russell's in that group. Well, Russell, this Russell last season, so yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. Mahomes is in that group. Half of them. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I that, That's how I feel about Cam Newton. I, I want him to sign. I think he should sign up on the team and, you know, maybe some Kurt Warner should have happened when he, when he might can make some magic. I have a dream scenario, though. And I'm going to say this and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound nuts, but I thought about I, I shared it with my man, uh, Joven Secretary, man. Shouts out to him. I said, I said this shit about a month ago. I said, yo, what if Sam Donald get hurt and the Panthers are rolling and, you know, Tepper get desperate and Cam magically is released from New England. He goes signs Cam bring back to Carolina. And they, and they make the playoffs. I said, that would be the most wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. I would come back home. I would come that, back that home. Could, that could, that, honestly, if Sam Darnold got hurt and David Tepper did that, that would lift the Panthers. Even if it's just for a season, that would lift the Panthers up. I ain't care what I say. It really would. It's two things that are bring me back home to Carolina. Two things. Uh, one of them is almost, I think, in motion, unless it was a rumor, and that's Deshaun Watson getting traded to the Panthers. I'd come back home for that. If they decided that they made a mistake with Sam Darnold and they just wanted to go ahead and bring Cam on home, I'd come home with him. That's it. Now, I wouldn't forgive Cam for the, for the, for the abuse that he's taken me through over these last several years. But I'd come back home to Carolina. I'd be there. I'd be there for that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's move on, man. Let's move on. So I got the I got new picks for the week. All right. Couple Let me get my handy dandy notebook out. You're gonna write these down. Real quick, real quick uh-huh. before we since we're doing picks. We're just going to recap all the other picks. We got a couple games that haven't played yet. They play today, uh, but we're just going to run. We're just going to recap picks because the, the people will be hearing this. The people will okay. be hearing this one soon. All right, so to start off, we had Georgia and Clemson. Uh, Julius Rock went with Clemson. I went with I went with Georgia. Um, UNC, VTech, I, we both went with UNC. We was wrong there. Penn State at Wisconsin. I took Penn State, Julius Rock took Wisconsin. I got the W there. Uh, U of A at BYU, we both took BYU, so we got the W there. Uh, 
the two games that have not played that will go on later today is Jackson State FAMU. Uh, mm-hmm. We both took Jackson State there. And FSU, Notre Dame. I took Notre Dame. Julius Rock took FSU. Coincidentally, Julius Rock took FSU, even though he hates FSU's guts. So oh, I don't hate FSU, man. I just pity them. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking, yeah. yeah, I'm taking them. Yeah, I'm taking FSU. I, I I need them to I need them to uh you know handle business. I mean when we cut theirs, I just need them, you know. I just need more teams ranked. All right. This week's picks. All right. We got a little bit of college, a little bit of NFL. You want the college and the NFL one? Uh let's start. Let's start with college. Let's start with college. All right. So I got Oregon versus Ohio State. Talk to me. Oregon, Ohio State. Yeah. Easy call. I'm going Ohio State. Ryan Day. Ryan Day showed that he is official when it comes to play calling. They was in a dogfight with Minnesota for a little bit. Minnesota right Uh, back don't get hurt. It's a different story. Right. So, but Ryan Day showed that offensively he can he can keep his team in games, and I think. You know, Ohio State has some young guys starting on defense. Um, personal note, I know those guys. But anyways, Ohio State has some young guys. That defense is only going to get better as those guys get more experience. I got Ohio State. Um, yeah, I got, I got Ohio State. I got Ohio State. Um, just, I, I, I don't think Oregon – I just packed 10 teams. This just ain't good enough. Uh, I think I'll be shocked if Oregon pulls it out. I think Ohio State just recruits too well. Oh, the trench is just too deep. I just think Ohio State going to win. Um, I don't I, know if I'm getting West Coast bias, but I'm going to push back on the Pac-12 now. Pac-12 came out looking strong, except for Washington. Washington didn't, Washington didn't look strong. The other Pac-12 teams, they look like they might have some high drama on the Pac, on, on, on the West Coast this year. I'm going to just leave it at that. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, they man. got some games scheduled to prove it. They got some games scheduled to prove it. They already took the LSU fail yesterday. Uh, USC and Notre Dame is later on. Uh, yep. it, you know, it, it's some, it's some, it's some games available out here for them to prove they were. So we'll see. Iowa versus Ohio, uh, Iowa State. I'm going Iowa State because I like Matt Campbell. I think Matt Campbell. I think I think this is the season Matt Campbell takes up a big job after this season. All right. So you got Iowa State. I'm going Iowa. Uh, based on what I seen yesterday, Iowa broke their foot off in Indiana's ass. Damn sure Matchup between 17 and 18. Iowa said, we're not coming to play no games. I love what I saw from Iowa. Iowa State, the offense didn't really move me the way it did last year. I don't know. If, you know, it's just because of COVID year, even though the Iowa State quarterback is from Arizona, that's where I currently reside. I suppose to show love, but I'm going Iowa. Okay. I might even mention this game. I was going to say Michigan versus Washington, but I'm going Michigan. Right. <sighs> I'm going to tell you why I'm going Michigan, because I feel like, you know, every year they say Jim Harbaugh got a quarterback. I don't think he got a quarterback. I don't, I just got to show me, but I think Michigan is playing pressure-free. Nobody's thinking about him. Nobody's looking at him. There's no expectations. I think this is the best pocket for Jim Harbaugh. 
So I'm going Michigan. Man, I'm tough on this one. Washington took a bad loss yesterday. So I can only imagine that Coach Coach Lake is going to have his boys ready for this next game, especially with it being a Big Ten matchup. Um, everything that I've seen analysis-wise telling me to pick Michigan, but I'm picking with my heart. I'm going with Washington. I'm going with the Huskies. And uh, full disclosure, I'm only going with them because they're recruiting my son. So let's go Huskies. Yeah. Um, let's go USC Stanford. Stanford always plays USC Southern Cal pretty tough. Davis Shaw always seems to have something for them. I like what I saw from Southern Cal yesterday. Mm-hmm. It just feels a little different over there. I'm going to go with Southern Cal to handle business. I will go in the same direction. Stanford did not look good yesterday. UNC looked very good. Uh, USC looked very good yesterday. I'm going with SoCal. All right. Missouri versus Kentucky. Um, I've heard this Kentucky team supposed to be like that. From, from you know, just from my SEC, you know, picking in and out. I think uh, – I think Kentucky. I, I, I haven't watched Kentucky. I'm just going by what I hear. I'm, I'm going to roll with Kentucky, man. I, I know. I think. Uh, I think Mark Stoops. He's a good coach. He always gets his guys ready to play. They're always competitive. Mark Stoops. Uh, Kentucky. Easy call. I'm going with Kentucky for that exact reason. I like Mark Stoops. I think the quarterback play Kentucky is going to be solid this year. Kentucky's defense is is uh, they perform well. Um, you know. A lot of these colleges are going to this 4-2-5 defense, and Kentucky switched to it, and it didn't go well for them in the last season. But I think they recruited the personnel in that are going to help them perform, you know, well with that with that that front. So um, I'm expecting I'm expecting Kentucky and yeah. and and three three stack defenses. That's what the that's, the, that's what the, the new way. That's, that's the, the new, new way. way. Yep. Um, and I think Kentucky did well to recruit, so that's a, that, that's my information. That's been going on. Kentucky should compete in the SEC East this year. Okay, got two more. NC State versus Mississippi State. I have a personal relationship at NC State. I have a that's my I got my guy. I'm rolling with NC State experience team. I think Dave Doran is going to uh, experience offensive line, experience defensive line. I think Dave Doran. It's going to pull this out because I think NC State needs a win like this. It is at Mississippi State. I'm going NC State. I see what you did there. I'm going Mississippi State, and I'm about to pull the I'm about to pull the wool back on all this. I'm exposing it. I'm exposing. Julius Rock is only picking NC State because he needs the ACC to look tough this year, so Clemson can Clemson can climb from the the shambles of defeat. I see what you're doing there. NC State don't <laughs> got no shot against Mississippi State. Mississippi State all day. I see what you're doing. It's not going to work. NC State <laughs> is a seasoned team. They're, they're going to be feisty. They, they'll play a team like NC State. NC State is going to play a team like Mississippi State tough. Watch. Watch what I tell you. And they're going to Mississippi State. It's, it's going to be a slobber knocker. I'm, I'm going to NC State. And final, you know, we got to do HBCU. I didn't see too many HBCU that appealed to me, but one 
Tennessee State versus Jackson State. I, I don't want to always pick prime team. You know, it just happened to work out. It's Eddie George versus Deion Sanders. I don't know how Jackson State's going to look today. I don't know what Tennessee State's got. But I know Prime got his son out there playing quarterback. I know he got a couple of transfers that didn't play in the spring. I know his son with the South Carolina, he's going to be out there. I think I, just, I think the whole process of Jackson State's going to be different. And I think this Eddie George first go-round, um, I'm going to go to Jackson State. I'm going Jackson State as well, but I'm going to put a disclaimer out there that after today's game, once we see it, I reserve the right to change judgment. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I think this Eddie I'm George. I'm going to stand on it as well, but I reserve the right to change change my pick after the okay. game today. Okay. That's fair. All right. Listen, we got, we got four NFL picks. All right. Four. Dallas versus the Bucks. Noodle Arm versus Dak Prescott. I I'm gonna stand on the integrity of my in the on the integrity of my earlier picks. I think earlier this year we did a pod and I actually picked Washington to win the NFC East. And I believe I had the Cowboys coming in second. I actually have a feeling that Dallas is going to win this game. I have a feeling that Dallas is going to win this game because I kind of like what Dallas has on defense. Um, I like what Dallas has on defense. I really like Diggs. I like the cornerback Diggs. I like his game a lot. I like Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, But – Against all that information I just put out there, I'm, I'm going with the defending Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady. But I got a feeling Dallas is going to Dallas is going to make this a game, and it's going to have the Dallas fans energized for the rest of the season. Yes, yes, I think that the Bucks are going to win this game. I think, but but the Super Bowl hangover is a motherfucker. I think um, Tom Brady is going to go out and try to make an example out of Dallas because he knows what the narrative will be if he gets cooked. Because it's going to get amplified if he loses to Dallas. So I think the Bucs is going to handle business. I think the game is going to be a little tighter. I think Tom Bowles is going to, you know, going to handle his business. I will say this. I don't think the Bucs did anything this offseason to get better. They just stayed the same, which is kind of concerning. So, but Tonight, I think Thursday night opener, Tom Brady's going to win that game. Easily. All right. I got Steelers versus the Bills. Um, I'm going with the Steelers. No explanation needed. <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me, let me explain. Let me explain. I hate Josh Allen with every fiber of my being I hate him I don't know him I'm sure he's a wonderful human being it's not his fault that I hate him it's everyone else's fault around him who talks about him like he's infallible it's not your fault Josh Allen if you ever hear this uh, I would love to sit down and tell you why I don't like you to your face Uh, but I'm going with the Steelers even though I think the Steelers are cooked and it's not Mike Tomlin's fault that the Steelers are cooked but I'm picking the Steelers anyways because I just can't bring myself to 
pick the Bills. I think uh I think Josh I think Josh Allen is going to win the game. Well, you know something though, I could see the Steelers winning this game. Because I think the Steelers defense is gonna be a little more salty after how they went out last year in the playoffs. Um but I think Josh Allen is going to win it. So I'm going to go the opposite. I think he's going to win it. I think it's going to be an ugly, sloppy, gritty game because I just think the Steelers' defense is going to be salty. Um, So just one of those 2017 games the Bills will win. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. Cardinals versus Titans. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to tell you why I'm going Cardinals. Because I believe that this is the year that Kyler Murray enters the I'm that nigga conversation. And he has Nuke. He has Agent Green. The Cardinals enter the I'm that team conversation. I am going with the Cardinals as well. I feel the same way. However, my reasoning for the Titans not winning is strictly COVID-related. You had a COVID outbreak last year. You have a COVID outbreak this year. Your facility is not responsible. I can't rock with you for the same reasons I can't rock with Cam Newton. I hope you lose. I hope that you learn very tough lesson. Go Cardinals. <laughs> oh, finally, Bills versus the Chiefs. Wait, the Bills got two games? You got the Bills got and the Steelers? Nah, uh, uh, nah. Hold on. I said um, Browns and the Chiefs. Okay, got you. Browns, Browns. All right. I got the Browns winning because I I feel like the Chiefs did not get their defense that much better. I think the Chiefs – I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a, uh, an explosion. But I think the that, you know, Baker has Odell. He got uh, – Jalandry, he got Chubb. I think the Browns are just going to go in this role. I, I, I can see them just winning a shootout. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I got the Chiefs, but let me tell you what's going to happen. Everything okay. that you just said is going to happen. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a competitive game. The Chiefs are going to win, but Browns fans are going to be so excited because they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, and they, they, they was right neck-and-neck with the Chiefs, and that's going to carry them through the season. Same way that same way the Cowboys are going to compete with the Bucks and have excitement because their team was neck and neck with Super Bowl champions. The Browns are going to go neck and neck with Super Bowl runner ups, and they're going to be excited. But the Chiefs are going to win the game. I think I think Baker is going to. It's a contract year, and I think this is he's another one that that entered that I'm that guy conversation. I think a lot of guys. Are going to enter that I'm that you know that that top seven, you know that I'm that guy conversation. It's going to be some guys that's getting out of that conversation, and it's going to be some guys that's getting in. I think Kyle is going to be one. I think Baker Baker got to get paid this year. I think Baker's going to be one. I, I think um, 
Oh man, I have it in my mind. I forgot about him. Uh, that's important. I think those two guys are going to enter that I'm that guy conversation. And you I, know I what? Gotta... I agree, but someone got paid and they have not yet entered that I'm that guy conversation. I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> someone got paid. Someone got paid and had not yet proven that they were that guy. But somehow people think they're that guy. This is the year that. that he. This is the year that it. it, it so uh, to be fair, on that, and then we're gonna wrap it up. To be fair, this is the year where you got to substamp it. Yeah, you got you, the expectations for Josh Allen win MVP. Correct. That's the expectation. You got to stamp it this year. So the the realistic expectation for Josh Allen is he must win his division. He must make it back to the playoffs. He must. He must get back to the AFC championship game that's the expectation he must make an mvp push if he don't do that then it, like you can't go backwards that's what that's the expectation that's the bar if you if i'm not saying you'll go to zumbo because i think the afc is too stacked but that's the bar you got to get back to the afc conversation that, that's what it is whatever production that you had last year you might go two touchdowns backwards but you gotta keep it up if josh allen don't keep it up you have every right to pack him up. I agree. I just, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. Josh Allen, you got to prove it. It's your time to prove that you're the man. I will shut the fuck up forever about Josh Allen. This is the season. This season, if he plays well. Yes. But God damn it, if I got to shut up about Josh Allen, y'all motherfuckers are going to shut up about Lamar Jackson. Yes. I think this is the season Lamar Jackson's got to also hold it down as well. This is he got to hold it down. He got he, he got to get in the playoffs. He got to get a win, and then he just got to keep it. He just got to keep doing his thing. Um, appreciate hollering at you. We're gonna do the same thing next week. Um, I hope I'm on the positive end of these picks. Appreciate y'all for listening to us.